0: This is the Talking DT Podcast, episode 70. Welcome to the Talking DT Podcast with me, Alison Hardy, a podcast for anybody interested in design and technology education, where I'll be sharing news, views, ideas, and opinions about DT. Okay, hello, everybody. Um, I'm with Matt McLean this week. Uh, Matt's been on before talking about signature pedagogies, but this week, um, we're talking about an article that we have had published in the CLEAP's Future Minds uh, publication in, I think it's about autumn 2020. Mm. Yeah. And um, we're kind of developing it now and here today for a chapter in a book um, that I've talked about on the podcast about uh, talking and thinking, design and or technology 2.0. And in this article, um, Matt and I have talked about some different scenarios for the future of d We want to expand on that in this conversation, um, but also talk about some other things that we, with hindsight, could have considered so matt do you want to give a an overview about how this came into being this this happened this article
1: yeah yeah i mean we 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 sort of we got approached uh was it five or six uh, years ago uh but by the design technology association who were working with the edge uh, foundation uh and thinking about possible futures for for uh uh, for for dnt and they asked us to to come and uh, Put forward a a seminar uh, thinking about I think we called it something in ten years uh, ten ten years time, mm. uh, and uh, yeah, no, that was a, it was a really interesting opportunity. I, I, it's quite nice to be asked to do stuff like that and uh, and have the, have the chance just to dream about what the future uh, might might hold.
0: Yeah, it was. As you say, it was quite it was quite nice to be asked. I think it was one of the first things that you and I did together.
1: Yeah, wasn't
0: yeah. it? And and I do think we were slightly putting together the presentation in one of the museum's cafes as we were going towards. Yes, yes pr- meeting. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it,
0: was, it was before it became normal and natural to do Teams meetings and Zoom, wasn't it? So um, we did it all by telephone, a little bit by Skype, and then we had that last chance, didn't we, about two hours beforehand to get together and do some stuff face to face. So what we did is we came up with these four scenarios, didn't we? And I remember that we used um, a publication that David Barlex gave us that was about scenario planning. And I'll put a picture of this in the show notes so people can see it, where we have um, these two axes, the X and Y, and no, the X axes and the Y axes. There you go, been a long time since I did A-level maths. Um, And and basically they're spectrum. So if you imagine these as a cross, you've got a, a horizontal and a vertical line the x-axis at either end it's about at one end of the spectrum that we were suggesting a scenario was that design and technology in the future would be available to all and at the other end therefore we're saying it's only available to some and in the vertical axis the y-axis it went from at one extreme that it was about emerging technologies and at the other extreme it was about established technologies and so when you take those axes and you look at them you have four quadrants and in each of those quadrants, we labelled those as different visions for the future of d So, for example, in the top left, we have fixers and developers. And the fixers and developers are where design and technology in the future is for some. And it's about emerging technologies. And in the top right, which is still about emerging technologies, but now it's for all, we call those the fab labbers. And I'm going to get Matt to talk in a moment about what those are. In the bottom left, so now we're still back on the design and technology for some, and we're now into the established technologies quadrant. So we called it the crafters and the hackers, which we saw as diametrically opposite to the fab labbers. And then in the final quadrant, the bottom right, available for all with established technologies, we called it menders. Now, all of those phrases and labels are so laden with values and implications aren't they Mark and even just as I say those out loud I'm thinking (laughs) menders menders what does that say so should we kick off with fixers and developers this is available for some about established technologies I'll let you kick off and talk about what this means
1: yeah yeah I mean the the, uh I it it was I, I, it's sort of an interesting journey to think thinking about these and and as you allude there are there's some imperfections in the way we've labeled them but 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 there is some value in it in having some quite evocative uh terms but yeah we're thinking about about this this sort of high-end uh, uh sort of tech technology so new technologies around new new materials might be controlled technology might be uh new new uh new fabrics or other other materials um but but uh, it's because of that, it's going to tend to be quite expensive. Uh, might be th- therefore only available to a small group of really interesting uh, people. Uh, and I'll, I'll use this term because I am one. Uh, maybe there's those of us who are more in the geek uh, end of the uh, of, of the spectrum uh, who who are, are quite highly motivated. To finding out about new new technologies and and uh, and using them uh, and and playing around uh, with with those with those technologies, but but there is on a democratic scale scale that that can only be really about available potentially to to a, a small number of pupils uh, in in schools.
0: Yeah, and I think I think that was interesting. Is then we started to think about what sort of physical space that that might be mm-hmm. as well. What the what the workspace the studios would look like as well and we kind of talked about that because of the expense of it the move would be more to doing um simulations and using computers to model solutions it would be less of the hands-on or that the hands-on would be um you know much more yeah the expensive the unique, the hard to get hold of materials and so you would have less of those in the classroom
1: Yeah, so you might see more of the sort of the coding type of of uh, of D D and T in that end, where you can sort of do a lot more uh, more simulation uh, in that uh, uh, within working within that sort of framework.
0: But we 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 deliberately use this word developers because the developers was about those who might where 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 the children might have access to new materials or new technologies, whether that's Mm. through only being able to watch a video of it or being able to handle it. And then using design thinking, they could experiment with future ideas of what those new technologies might lead to a, a, a new world in the future. Um, so I suppose for me, that links some of the stuff that I've done earlier about design fiction, imagining new worlds. Mm.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: so so creativity was there, but it was around how these new mm. technologies can be used and that yeah. they wouldn't be able to fully realise those ideas because the cost of the materials, the access to the materials or the technologies yeah. was prohibitive.
1: Yeah, and that's a very real issue in these in these current times where, when budgets in schools are are severely limited compared to what they were ten or fifteen uh, years ago.
0: Mm. Yeah, mm. Ab- and, absolutely. And as you say, we're seeing aspects of that in in, in existence already. Mm. And then, so the second group were the um, crafters and hackers
1: yeah I think. should we yeah. talk
0: about those um,
1: yeah i mean in some ways they're very similar uh, to to uh, uh, to to the fixers and developers, but at the other end of the technology scale, uh, scale uh, so uh so so yeah you you maybe are going to be using more of the sort of hands on uh materials and using more established and traditional uh, uh, tech technologies uh, although the, when you when you think about the term crafters and hackers out there theres there is also the crafting and hacking more Mm. high-tech technologies as well. But we were sort of thinking more in the sense of, well, what are the established uh, uh, technologies uh, and and how can uh, some pupils get access to to that very sort of specialist equipment and skills uh, that go along with that? So maybe less expensive in terms of the the actual materials, uh, but but there is an expense there uh, to to the the equipment to, to work. Uh, some of those materials
0: yeah and and it was linked to traditional skills wasn't it um Mm. where we would I suppose you might see some of this akin to apprenticeships um Mm. historically around people um using those skills to, to to develop products to replicate products um to to use those traditional skills and so Craft is is, is a very key word within that. And and hackers as well, that although we, you know, we're talking about traditional skills, it depends how far you go back to, say, traditional. We we may well get to the point that soldering, is traditional.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking that the other, the other day. I, I think I'd really love to do with my my student teachers uh, some some activity where we could solder components into a microcontroller board. And then I was thinking, well, okay, well, how relevant is that these these days when you can buy a, a, a wide range of different microcontrollers that have all the components there uh, as a unit, which you can just plug in and play, and then and then design uh, the function of it. Uh, so, so yeah, the things which were were very much part of what I was doing ten or fifteen years ago when I was teaching uh, systems of control and electronics uh, are within that. Within just over a decade, uh, sort of putting a question mark over whether that's relevant uh, any anymore.
0: But that's why we're saying that those skills are traditional. Mm. You know. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. using a five-five-five timer. That is—is is, is oh, that, yes. is that a traditional technology <laughs> these days? Uh, how
1: many of those listening out there actually remember or know what a five-five-five timer was?
0: <laughs> but the interesting thing here was that, um, you know, we've deliberately not—we re- talked a little bit in the fixes and developers about vocation yeah. and, and careers, but yeah. but here this was also about you know that the pupils who do this form of D&T, these crafters and hackers, that we saw that they were becoming equipped for self-sufficiency to become future entrepreneurs. Um, who meet local needs. Mm. And we, we'd been thinking around yeah. that language of hack spaces. They were meeting yeah. local needs where people were wanting to bring things along to be fixed. And so pupils who may have done this form of design and technology for some with, with established technologies, mm. may well lead those hack spaces and create those spaces and own those spaces for, for people to come along. And so they become an entrepreneur in that respect. And so that D&T is where... Um, it's about in, inquisitiveness uh, creative creativeness in terms of hacking um mm. uh, traditional technologies to kind of make them relevant for today yeah um and, and also being practical this was very much hands-on this wasn't about about yeah. simulation okay yeah. so the next one is about fab labbers and this is the direct yeah. opposite go on
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, Fab Labs they're in that same band as the uh, as the fixers and developers sort of that that sort of giving uh, emerging technologies uh, a high, high status, uh, and and there's a bit of a there's a potential sort of dichotomy if you take if you take the phenomena of Fab Labs, uh, they they are democratic and available to all in some ways, uh, but 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 not ne- but but not necessarily available to all in in, o- in other ways either. But so say for example, you you had. Uh, in uh, in a and T department, uh, you had spaces where where pupils could come and work on what they were interested in doing. It was open and available to to uh, to, to everyone uh, with, with with support. Uh, then it has some of the similar features to uh, to the fixers and developers, uh, but it but it has this sort of more um, accessible. Uh, and uh, element to it uh, where you sort of come in, you can, you might be able to use resources, uh, whether those are laser cutters, three D printers, uh, other uh, things where where you can where you can quickly. Uh, prototype something or play about something, but but again, we've talked about all of this. 3 and we've alluded to the fact there are some some flaws in this in this mm. method of looking at it. It's very technology uh, dr- driven, uh, and and there are some elements there. If there's no sort of heart to it, if there's no sort of thinking about, about ethics and, and why are we doing stuff and who are we designing for, uh, uh, but but the sa- that same criticism could be could be pitched at any one mm. of these these four uh, areas
0: and I think this is the one that that the fab labbers is almost the 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 weakest title isn't it really because because we saw this as this was something for all this is definitely a part of the that's for all that's around emerging technologies and Mm. so this is where it it is about a democratic curriculum because it because it is for all and and so we're not into um children so much maybe necessarily doing stuff with their hands to to create a mm. a realistic product. But as Matt says, talking about laser laser cutters for for quick quick modelling, and then they can explore what the what who to use the language from Nuffield about winners and losers. You know who wins and who loses mm. with these new emerging technologies and these new yeah. designs. And so that's where the ethics sort of comes into this idea of design and technology in the future, focusing around emerging technologies, but being for all, is yeah. that in this type of DT, children are given space to debate the consequences, the the possibilities mm. of emerging technologies without necessarily seeing a realized product. And so there's some simulation, but it might well be what David Bramston calls dirty modelling, and um, some quick models to explore mm. things so that they can yeah, you know, role play future scenarios mm. and, and enter into that exploration of the intended and unintended consequences of of new technologies. Yeah. In the, so, I think Fab Labbers is possibly not the right title of that one. Yeah, but, but we've yeah. got the idea. We've got
1: the idea. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and maybe maybe we might, we might review some some of these t- titles. I uh, but because they're they just really as placeholders. Mm. I start thinking about uh, about how. Um, how we might use these to think about it I I actually use this framework with my student teachers right at the beginning uh, of this year to get them thinking about well what uh, where are their values around what they want and expect and think D&T should should be Uh, it was an interesting tool to get them thinking about well what motivates them what uh, what really switches them on to to being a and t teacher
0: yeah yeah and then the, the final one is called Mender's and this is still where DNT is for all. This is our scenario for the future about DNT being for all. And it's in a place of established technologies. Now, I suppose our, our title, Menders, was a little bit tongue in cheek as a hark back to the what I call yeah. the February 2013 national curriculum, which <laughs> I think some of us labeled as a bit of a make do amend curriculum yeah. in, in England. Um, but it's it's where established technologies are dominant. Uh, and the pupils are learning to use tools and equipment and processes um, for for mending, fixing, and repairing. I think is is one mm. way of talking about it. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I might include things like upcycling, which of course is very very uh, uh, appropriate and actually quite relevant now for 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 the sorts of D and T that pupils might be able to do in the home, mm. uh, where they don't have access to, to specialist equipment and materials. Uh, and, and looking around. Uh, so yeah, there's potential here for for being. Uh, quite, quite, quite human centred. Mm. If it's uh, if it's approached and thinking about well, 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 how how do we how do we look close to home and and solving real problems uh, in the home or, or nearby?
0: Yeah, and I think we we kind of claimed it with our thoughts were that it, it's equipping young people for domestic practical life skills, but also in terms of as as we're talking about you know resources running out, you know, thinking yeah, about yeah. the environment, and so we yeah. felt that this D and T's future scenario was very much about sustainable education yeah at, at
1: yeah I, I, yeah and developing resourceful uh young people
0: yeah yeah and and so so those are those four scenarios that we've we've fleshed out a little bit more and we're not mm. saying let me get this clear to everybody we're not saying that these are the possible four scenarios that there are no yeah. others because now with hindsight looking back at these six years on we've mm. thought there's something's missing and we've both i mm. think Matt, haven't we had quite a a shift yeah. over time and also realized how our environment at that time affected our perspective um yeah yeah
1: yeah because at, at that time we still had in the GCSEs, we still had separate uh, material silos uh whether it was uh, was for for food for textiles for electronics systems of control uh resistant material with oh, that terrible name resistant materials uh but but we had we we had and T where where it was driven by the material uh, and the sort of traditional classifications of materials and then we went through this process of of actually thinking well well, actually should the materials be the center of what we do or should it be the the designing making and evaluating driving what we what we're doing and that's been a difficult journey for many dnt teachers uh and uh, and there's been uh, challenges along along the way with that but 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 this sort of was a bit of a a product of its time. Yes. Uh, so yeah, we've alluded to what what it doesn't necessarily uh, put forward there is is sort of design or human centeredness, mm-hmm. uh, which which are we bring up out in some of the descriptions. <clears throat> but the overall sort of the two axes the technology and the democratic axes are uh, uh, are not necessarily bringing that to the fore.
0: Yeah, and I think we would yeah. we, we've we've talked about this definitely about what other axes are possible, and and people listening might come up with other axes around this I think I think the Mm. democratic one for me is quite firm but it's it's the vertical isn't it around um the technology push or the technology pull yes was was one way of putting it um human-centered and what was the other aspects of you know human-centered curriculum or technology-centered curriculum
1: yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yes, yeah, so, so it's what's it's what's driving it. Is it is it needs or I um, mean, it's it's it, that's it's similar to technology push or pull, but technology is still in the, there in the center. Yeah. But even if you put as soon as you put just technology at both ends, then then you lose the the human being.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, um, e- even though technology is a is a key fund and fundamental human drive and activity.
0: Yes, yeah. So that was that's another that's another spectrum that we could replace the. Mm. emerging and established technologies with we we also start yeah. to think about design thinking um it's alluded to in mm. some of the other ones um that we've we've talked about before we've talked about but it's not explicit and I think that's the one where we've, we've had the biggest sort of wake-up call is where's where's design in this as you've talked yeah. about yeah yeah so so if we say that at one end of the spectrum is design thinking then what goes at the opposite yeah. opposite end to that yeah. I
1: mean you could for example have d- design versus craft yeah. Uh, and uh, so, so that that says a lot about our journey as a subject for, from the 1980s, uh, I, where, where it emerged into technology and then design and te- technology. Uh, we've sort of had a bit of a love hate relationship with craft uh, over the last three decades mm-hmm. uh, in, in D&T. There's a lot of value in it. But 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 in some ways, that sort of that history we've got with craft and with materials uh, has, has very much framed. The way that the subject has been viewed. Uh and we've sort of we've sometimes gone a couple of steps forward and, and one or two back. Uh again in our, in that relationship between design and craft.
0: Yeah, I, I, and I think so thinking about that, how we move from craft to design is thinking you could put at either end of the spectrum, product yeah. or process. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, or, or product or person.
0: Yeah, product or project. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you know, it's just different I, ways. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so it's like we've, we there's like a framework here that mm. that any uh, that any department or group of teachers that wanted to start really looking at what their subject is about is you can start to to take what we've done as a framework uh, and sort of adopt it and adapt it uh, and use it for discussion.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah, and, and and play around with it. But yeah, so hopefully, if you're listening, you have found that useful to start thinking about uh, future visions of D and T, and. As you know, as we've talked about, um, this this podcast, um, the transcript will be edited and we're going in to the book uh, Teaching, No, Talking and Thinking, D and or T 2.0. Oh, yeah, the book might be out by the time I've, t- I've published the podcast, but I'll put, put links in the show notes to where you can find that and take part because we're exploring all of these as a way of thinking about what's next for D&T. And um, mm-hmm. I'm working with Eddie and we're we're thinking about trying to work with practitioners, design and technology teachers, academics, researchers, people invest in DNT. Can we write a design specification for DNT? and so some of the thoughts that Matt and I have talked about, you know, we may think, oh, they, they need to be in a design specification. Um, if you're mm. listening, be interested to know whether what you think should be in a design specification for design and or technology 2.0. Mm. And as usual, thanks for listening. You know where you can find me. You can find me on Twitter or via my website. Uh, Details are in the show notes. You've been listening to the Talking D&T podcast with me, Alison Hardy. You can connect with me on Twitter at Hardy underscore Alison. Show notes and transcripts for each podcast episode can be found on my website, alisonhardy.work. Thanks for listening.